Hi, welcome to Sell Less, Mean More. I'm your host, Yolanthi Gabri. The purpose of Sell Less, Mean More is to move entrepreneurs away from a hard sell hustling mindset and towards a more holistic business practice. I'm so glad you're listening. I'm looking forward to sharing many smarts with you. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Sell Less, Mean More. Today, we're in conversation with Yul Gutenbeil of Mode Law, who was actually probably in the very first year a featured guest on Sell Less, Mean More. Word to the wise, a couple of things about Yul. One, he is actually my husband. And two, he is also my business partner after three years of being together and a baby later. So welcome, Yul in this second interview for Sell Less, Mean More in a slightly different capacity to our first interview. Hi, Yolanthi. Thank you for having me. So when we first discussed mode law back in 2019, pre-pandemic, your mindset was one way about the business and there have been some seismic changes for you since then. Can you please give our audience an overview of where mode.law is at now? Sure. So mode.law ended up going on hiatus from December 2020 until just a few weeks ago in October 2022. So almost two years, the website and the service was not fully functional. And that was because some very typical startup stuff around governance of the business effectively from from the within it so nothing to do with the way the service operated uh, and everything to do with how the business operated behind it so I had to go through a process that ultimately ended up uh, with the winding up of that company and purchasing the intellectual property to relaunch it under a new corporate structure so that's that's the long and short of it I think that Yule's uh, experience will be quite interesting for the audience of sell less mean more because you know often when we are meeting with our trusted advisors be they accountants or financial planners or business coaches you know they'll want us to reflect on what does an exit plan look like for our business but we don't often have examples (laughs) other than kind of um, the dramatic um, examples that the ATO might get us give us about business breakdown we don't often have real examples of what um, business breakdown and resurrection looks like which in, might include liquidation it may include lawyers and Yule's positive experience of relaunching mode.law probably have some anecdotes that several of you will find uh, interesting if you're considering having to restructure a business yourself I guess it's fair to say that it does get better doesn't it Yule? It does get better I think there's a big focus on the crisis itself. So, you know, crises are a natural part of life and a natural part of any business's life. And the crisis of a business, whether that's through insolvency or through disagreement on the direction of, of the company, it's traumatic at the time. And it's not something that people, I think, plan for well enough or understand the process of dealing with. It's something that as business people or, or, or people who are interested in business stories are fascinated by, you know, if you watch things like The Dropout or The WeWork story, or there's all these there's all these different sorts of dramatic business failure stories that people love to watch the anatomy of that failure. What those stories don't tell you, and I mean, those ones aren't, aren't, aren't necessarily, they're, they're outliers, to be honest, because there is a lot more options available to business owners when their business is in distress. Most commonly, it's going to be an insolvency issue. So you're struggling to pay the bills as when they fall due or a disagreement with someone, you know, one of your business partners or a shareholder is not getting on. Whatever the situation is, mostly going to fit into those two camps. And 
as a commercial lawyer, we help people plan for those kind of eventualities. So the main way we do that is various internal contracts, shareholders agreements being the main one. Constitution might deal with some of this stuff and directors agreements and employment agreements. And, you know, there's a whole raft of contracts effectively and and documentation that can try and plan for a rainy day. And in my case, we had to rely on some of that documentation and some of those arrangements put in place. But doing the actual work of extricating yourself from that crisis often will still require some assistance from outside. You can't do it yourself. It may be that the the documentation is is watertight and gives you a really clear, clear game plan. But even then, you should be talking to your accountant and uh, talking to a lawyer just to guide you through the process and you will be able to come out on the other side of it better for it. And as a commercial lawyer, could you see the writing on the wall when it came to the breakdown of your business relationship? No. As someone who runs a business, you're always hopeful that things are going to get better and you're looking for the next little milestone and that you're trying to achieve and you're working towards. And then when we hit that, we're struggling at the moment. We just need to make it to this point over here in the future. That's likely to happen in the next you know, two to four weeks. You have to be an optimist to run a business. Otherwise, you wouldn't. If, you, if you're too fearful and you're too pessimistic and you just don't think it's going to happen, you're not going to do it. So no, I wasn't really looking through that lens at how to operate my business. And, and to be fair, there wasn't actually a functional problem that a, a commercial lawyer would look at and go, this is a problem. This is going to blow up, you know? So in the process of business separation, you mentioned before that it's something inevitably that most business owners who are going through insolvency or, or business separation will need to get outside parties for. Could you please just list who those two or three most common parties are and the core role that they performed? Okay, so I'm going to start with the one that people use the least, and that's an insolvency expert. So they're usually going to be someone with an accounting background. They could be, an, you know, an accountant. So in the absence of an insolvency expert, start with your accountant. But insolvency experts tend to be people that are in the business of acting as liquidators and administrators. Now, that's very scary when you hear those those names pop up um, to most people in business, and I don't think they should be. They not only are skilled in winding up businesses, putting them through administration, they're also skilled at figuring out how and when to trade through. They've got a whole heap of levers that they can pull on that put the business into like a a bubble and protect it and its assets for a period of time while they may be able to return it to profitability. So I'm not an expert, but I did talk to an expert. And they will often give you advice that you are not going to do on your own. So for instance, they might tell you that you need to take a few steps, maybe with your accountant or your lawyer to protect your position or to protect the business ahead of something getting worse. So that's why I would say talk to them as early as you can. And even if you're not sure that there is a problem, sometimes in business, we don't know what we don't know. Something's a bit weird. It's a bit off and you're not sure how things are going to pad out. In fact, a lot of people don't know what to do if they do become insolvent. So that's maybe a good point in time to just have a chat to an insolvency specialist and they will be able to tell you, are you driving towards a wall or are you just going through a puddle? So that's the first one. Second one is uh, talk to a lawyer. First of all, they're going to ask you what documents you've got that govern your business. They're going to want that information and then they're going to look at it and give you their opinion on like, okay, it looks like you are 
here in relation to this particular crisis in your business, these are your options. It may be a share buyout. It may be selling your shares. It may be a genuine insolvency issue. There's a range of things that they might give you advice on, but they're going to look at the documentation and the, those contracts and and give you the game plan of how it should play out according to what you've agreed to or how the company's been set up to run. And then they can also look beyond how things will play out as well. So that's number two. And the third one I would add is maybe uh, some kind of mental health counseling or therapy or support in that kind of area to look after yourself because your business is in crisis. It may be your sole source of income. Money problems cause mental health problems. It's stressful. You can become depressed. You can become highly anxious. And if your business is in distress, I mean, you've got to be pretty dead inside to not also be in emotional distress of some kind. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know how to process that situation and how to also give themselves some space to identify themselves as being perhaps a separate entity from their business. So there, there are people there to give you support through that and help you cope with what's happening so that you can keep a clear head and deal with the problem that's in front of you without adding to it. Yeah. So I'm assuming that the contracts that you had in place governing Mode Law v 1.0 were quality. How did they ease the changeover of the asset? They did provide a framework for dispute resolution and we followed that process and I engaged a uh, another lawyer. I didn't do it myself. So even if you're a lawyer, I think lawyers also need lawyers from time to time. My expertise is in helping people generally uh, avoid these situations or put things in place for these kind of situations. And then there's another kind of lawyer, which is complementary for resolving those disputes. Yeah, we went through that process. Now, it wasn't cheap and I needed a lot of um, support to get through that. Uh, spoiler alert, Yolanthi helped me with all that sort of stuff. Like I said, I'm Yule's business partner in Mode Law. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So what was the hardest part of the process of wrapping it up and acquiring it again? You know, a lot of the bruises and the, of the crisis moment have passed, but when you look back, what was the trickiest bit? The trickiest bit is, is when it gets legal. I mean, everybody's situation is going to be different, but at that particular point in time, I'd just become a dad and become a homeowner. And with the business going into effectively just stopping, that meant I had no income. But I also had some quite large legal bills to come in without having a lot of savings to pay for it. So that was the hardest part was getting through that period. So in my case, there was not much that could be done to avoid it. I would say though, that if insolvency is a problem, if you are struggling to pay bills, and then you start coming to the realization that I don't actually think we're going to be making enough sales to cover these off within a reasonable period. And people are going to start calling on the debt, go as early as possible to an insolvency specialist so that uh, you're not racking up more debt than you need to. You've got to make those calls earlier than later. It doesn't actually relate to my situation, but it does to a lot of people. So fast forward, mode.law is yours again, and it's actually just been launched. So it's going to be a, a soft launch of this software as a service. How do you feel today about the business compared to the way you felt about the business, say, three years ago? Cleaner. Mode Law as, as a service is effectively the same. It's slightly better. We've had a new development team come in and fix 
quite a few things and we had to rebuild quite a lot of the back end to make it more robust, re-implement some of the things that we had to rebuild from scratch. So the service itself is is mostly the same, but what's different from my perspective is that now that it's within a structure that I have clarity on and I can make decisions about mode law and how that interacts with the law firm so that they're more in tune with each other. And it, it, to be honest, it just, it's, it's a lot, the, the vision of mode law is a lot clearer and a lot simpler. And for that, it feels like it can just go. So I don't know how to describe the emotion of that, but cleaner, clearer, you know, more clear eyed and older and wiser is the cliche, but I think it's true. Yeah. So we've spoken a lot about the process of having a business have to be redefined because of like business relationship change. And now I'd like to just dip briefly into mode.law so our audience can understand how mode.law helps businesses to thrive. What is it? That's the website. So you pop that into your URL M-O-D-E dot L-A-W, and then you're going to get land on the website. And it is an online platform that's been designed to help businesses do their own legal work. Most of that will be done by document automation. We've got about 13 document templates up there that are most commonly used, and the businesses can generate as many of those as they like. What's different about our templates is that we've gone a little bit more granular and into detail about the variables that go into those templates. So the perspective I come from is that if I'm in a client interview and I'm doing, say, a contractor agreement, I ask the questions when I'm taking instructions to to draft that document. But those questions are pretty much always the same in every client interview. So I set up the forms to ask those questions and then make the changes that I as a lawyer would always make in response to the answers that the client gives. I just automated a lawyer-client interview for preparation of a document and then document that they get when they've completed the form is the same document that I would send as a first draft to the client. So that's what it does. It remembers who your counterparties are. It remembers your business details so you don't have to re-enter the most boring information over and over. If you regularly do business with the same suppliers, you can save those details and reuse them in, in, in different documents. Okay, then, so say you're a um, sole trader and you've never really used contracts before. What are the contracts that you think a sole trader who would perhaps needing to have a, a contract to enter into with a client and a contract to enter into with a subcontractor, are there resources on mode.law for them? Yes. So we've got a contractor agreement. That's the main one that you use when you're subcontracting. So if, if somebody wants to work for your business or you want someone to rather you want someone to work for your business, you've got a contractor agreement. We also have a master services agreement, which is a client or customer facing contract that, that sets out the, the terms of the relationship for providing those services. Those are the main two, I guess, but we've also got like employment agreements on there as well, which are one of the most routinely used documents as well. So there's no real reason for smaller practices or startups who perhaps haven't dealt with a lawyer before, but they want to make sure that they're actually conducting business in an appropriate way. There's no reason that they can't resource themselves with something like mode.law, which is a mostly automated software. Yeah, that's right. It's been designed to help businesses that are in that scenario where they're just kicking off generally between one and five years into business. These are the documents that um, you're most likely to to require. We've got more in the pipeline and the ones we we prioritize will be in response to demand basically. Mm. But I I should mention mode law does more than just document automation. So I was going to talk about the other things it also does. Once you've got that document, you can book in with 
a lawyer to discuss the documents or any other legal issue you may have. And you can request quotes from a lawyer if you know exactly what you want. And you say, look, this is what I need. Here's some background information on it. You can submit a form through Mode Law that will come through to a law firm called Attune Legal. And we'll respond either to your get a quote uh, request or um, you'll actually be able to book in a meeting with myself or one of the other um, Attune Legal lawyers to discuss your matter. Often what will happen is people will generate a document and they say, I just want to get a little bit of legal advice to make sure that this is what I need or uh, it might need a few tweaks just for my situation slightly different. In that case, you know, you can just pop it into um, the get a quote form and say, yeah, help, help me out with this. And, and and we can help you out with that as well. There's also a chat window for paying subscribers to ask quick questions of a lawyer on how to use mode law or, or just get pointed in the right direction. Those are the, the main things. So are we going to have a free trial code for Celeste Mean More listeners to access mode.law and give it a crack? So we've got a limited number of templates for free as it is. And if you use the contact form and just let me know. So create your account, you'll get a starter account. You will be able to generate those documents. You'll also be able to book in with us and submit quotes and do uh, 90% of what the, the platform does to unlock the additional templates and the chat window and a few other features. Then you'll need to upgrade to a paid subscription. But if you ask, um, if you know, you reach out to me via the site, and let me know that you were a uh, sell less, mean more uh, subscriber. I can personally hook you up. <laughs> yeah, that's the benefits of being married to the boss. So fast five, because we've been speaking about really heavy business stuff, we're going to amp up the pace. Five quick questions. Your, what is your favourite podcast at the moment? It's called Cautionary Tales with Tim Harford. Probably apt given the topic we've <laughs> spoken most about today, <laughs> but he does really good deep dives into niche stories that you might not necessarily related to business. It might have some business um, implications, but he looks at very niche and interesting stories and then tries to glean an unusual takeaway that you wouldn't expect from that tale. So uh, I highly recommend that. Um, Tim Harford previously did a podcast called 50 Things That Shaped the Modern Economy when he was at the BBC. That was awesome, but I highly recommend that one. Cautionary Tales with Tim Harford. What is your favourite series to binge at the moment? At the moment, we're binging Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. That's, that's satisfying if you're into horror. Yeah, it's all worth watching. It's a bit like a modern take on a Twilight Zone, but more plus plus. Yule, what is your favourite game to play currently? I don't know. I've been mostly playing Zelda Breath of the Wild, but this is my third run through. Witcher 3 is my favourite all-time game, and I'm also replaying God of War on the, the PS5 for your benefits so that we can play Ragnarok. So I don't know, somewhere in there is is, is the answer. Uh, we've got plenty of other new games that we're also playing, but obviously they're not really um, making much of an impression. <laughs> Favourite place to chow down? Bluestone Barbecue in Coburg. Yeah. And your favourite artist? Um, Questlove from The Roots. I'm reading one of his books at the moment and the guy is a genius. You heard it here first. We've got podcasts, series, games, restaurants, and an artist. Plus, you're welcome to use our new service, Mode Law. Um, I really hope that our conversation today, whilst elements of it might feel a bit dry in terms of talking about business breakdown, for want of a better word, it's actually a, a phoenix story because it shows that, you know, the crisis is actually not the end and Yule has successfully managed to recreate Mode.Law and still offer 
the same service to an audience that is not really being taken care of at the moment of business owners. So if you'd like to learn more about Enroad.law, we'll provide all the relevant links in the show notes for today. We'll also provide links to um, Yule's Fast Five in the show notes should any of those ideas have piqued your interest. Yule, thanks for joining me on Sell Less, Mean More.